ATX Ahead, presented by the Austin Business Journal, exploring the future of Austin and the challenges we face. Brought to you by Cascadia Capital, the investment bank of choice for business leaders, the business litigation law firm of Kane and Scarnulis, and by Trimbuilt Construction, building Austin since 1984. Hello, Will Anderson with the Austin Business Journal, and welcome back to the ATX Ahead podcast. Today, we're talking about the economy. The local economy, first and foremost, but of course, we're more connected than ever before to the rest of the state, nation, and globe. A lot of people are still very anxious about the economy, and can you blame them? Interest rates remain high, and nationwide, many companies and landlords are approaching a debt maturity cliff. But by and large, there's a lot of optimism in economic development circles around here. The men and women courting companies that are considering the Austin area for large capital investments. And there's a new name to know, leading many of those men and women. Ed Latson has been named the next CEO of Opportunity Austin, an economic development group covering the greater Austin area. Today we interview Ed about what's next for the Austin area economy. Ed, thanks so much for joining us on the ATX Ahead podcast. How are you? Hey, well, good to be here. Good to talk to you again. Good to see you. So you are still the CEO of Austin Regional Manufacturers Association, which we can definitely talk about, but you're also the incoming CEO of Opportunity Austin, which is the economic development group covering the greater Austin area. Very interesting time for you. How are you doing with all that? You know, it's been busy, but really exciting too. You know, I love both organizations and um, it's interesting wrapping up you know, my time with Arma, uh, but I really feel like it's a continuation of my work, being able to step into everything that Opportunity Austin's doing. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm still going to get to represent a thriving and growing manufacturing community and and uh, just a little bit of a different stage. So it is exciting and a lot to do. No doubt. I think that's one of the most interesting elements. You and I have talked at length before about manufacturing in the Austin area. Austin has a rich history of manufacturing. You go back to you know, Motorola originally building chips here, which became Freescale, uh, which became NXP now. Samsung was here starting in the 90s making chips. So there's long been manufacturing in Austin, but it's been a different kind of manufacturing than maybe some of the other metros in Texas. But now we have a car manufacturing plant with Tesla. So it's very interesting to see the maturation of the manufacturing ecosystem here. How would you describe manufacturing in 2023 in the Austin area? Well, I think it's incredible what's happened, especially over the last 10 years uh, in industry. You alluded to it. We've always seen ourselves as a tech town. There's a long legacy here of semiconductors and, and technology being made. You can include IBM, one of those original folks that were succeeding in Central Texas. But you know, uh, over the last 10 years, this has been one of the hottest industrial investment zones in the United States. You see more growth here than, than anywhere else if you look at the data. And it's really being driven by semiconductors and, you know, other technology, computer electronics companies. And then uh, with the addition of Tesla, it's just off the charts, you know, uh, all the automotive suppliers moving in to support them. So I think what's really exciting to me is that we've always seen ourselves as a tech town. Most people historically have not recognized the manufacturing part of that. And I think now they are. So that's very, I think, appropriate for where we are as a community, because I think you know, this diversification of our economy and adding such a strong industry sector is really going to help us just avoid recessions and have another dynamic piece of what's driving us forward. Right. Having diversification around, you know, not just software companies, but different kind of technology companies. 
And so much of manufacturing is most manufacturing, new manufacturing, it seems, is advanced manufacturing. It's very technologically driven, you know, whether it uses robotics or not, it's very much technology driven. And that's the kind of companies that we see popping up in the Austin area. Absolutely. Yeah. We are one of the most advanced manufacturing communities in the United States. A lot of computer electronics, semiconductors, you know, you have a really strong medical device and biopharmaceutical space. So if you look at like the average wage and different classifications of manufacturing, you know, we are definitely on the higher end, very clean. I just think it's such a asset to our community. Do you think that's indicative? I mean, do you think your hire is indicative of that for the next, you know, leader of opportunity, Austin, and the first since it's split from the Austin Chamber and had its, you know, kind of full-time CEO? Uh, we've written about that if people want to learn more, but it's kind of a new era for opportunity, Austin, and, and they picked you, the head of the Manufacturing Association. Do you think that's indicative of the influence that sector plays? I think it is in a way. If you look at the amount of new companies that are interested in moving into the area, you see a large percentage of them being manufacturers. And uh, certainly understanding that sector is an advantage for the organization. But, you know, I think beyond that, uh, Opportunity Austin has a long legacy of success here. You know, for the past 20 years, the business community has been coming together to recruit businesses to the region, strengthen the quality of life. And they've done a really good job of that. If you look at the success of the organization, over 800 businesses have moved into the region the last 20 years. They've helped over 1,400 companies expand. Over $53 billion have been added to the payroll. So there's a legacy there that's really strong. But I think when you look to the future, you know the things they want to focus on are things we focused on at Arma. Outside of just recruiting manufacturers, we've been really interested in building a strong workforce, looking at the housing sector and transportation as ways to strengthen business. And I think that's where Opportunity Austin is really going to be focusing, along with a couple of other key areas. And I'm very comfortable there. I'm really excited about it. Like, you know, one of the things that I feel there's opportunity is that it's a little bit broader platform, different community that can come together and work on these problems. And I just feel like, you know, we're going to be able to step in and, and make a big impact. It's already got a great team, has a great group of investors. So, Will, I just feel like there's no excuses. You know, we're going to hit the ground running and make a difference. That's great. The stakes are high. Pressure is high. Yeah, we're very interested to see where it goes, continue reporting on that. Let's take a step back. As you alluded to, and as we pointed out, economic development is the purview for Opportunity Austin across the greater Austin area. So it's meeting with companies, it's meeting with site selectors that are looking for places to make capital investments, but there's a wider field too, as far as it comes to workforce development, education, things like that. Tell me what Opportunity Austin is working on now. Give me the nickel tour. They just released their new 5.0 strategy. It has kind of four high level points of focus. You mentioned economic development. We still want to make sure that we are out communicating to companies that want to move to the region and help them get established here. And historically, that's focused on five counties. And one of the things I've also always really appreciated about Central Texas is the collaborative approach, you know, working with the regions and a company that moves to Hutto is a win for the region all the way from San Marcos and Bastrop to Central Texas. You know, we're all integrated in a way that uh, we want to see the region succeed, but we want to make sure that those businesses have a great network to make a selection here and, and move into the region. Economic development's number one. We also want to raise the visibility of Central Texas and Austin globally. Austin's come a long ways over the last 20 years, certainly with F1 and South by Southwest and ACL. There's a pretty 
big recognition globally that this is a destination. And uh, we want to make sure that we're talking to a global audience to bring investment to Central Texas. And then we look at quality of life issues around security and housing and transportation. I think those are really important. And especially right now, as we've done so well over the last 20 years, we have to make sure that we're addressing these challenges or it's going to slow down. Things are going to change. And then lastly, you know, we mentioned it about workforce. Like if you talk to companies that are interested in moving here, the number one question they have is, is there enough workforce, especially in the manufacturing space? There's a narrative, Will, that manufacturing is declining nationally, that uh, it's a shrinking workforce. But in Central Texas, it grew about 7% last year. It's one of the fastest expanding manufacturing workforces in the country. And the companies that want to establish a, a facility here, they want to make sure that the workers are there. And the good news is that we've done some great work with Austin Community College and Texas State Technical College and a lot of other training providers like SkillPoint Alliance. And there's a very clear pathway for uh, new talent to come into this sector and find meaningful work. So I feel overall very optimistic about where we are and, and certainly about the work that's ahead of us. No doubt that's a major priority. We were wondering back when Tesla announced their factory, like, will they even have enough people to work there. And that's when we were thinking, you know, 5,000, 6,000, you know, and now they're talking about 20,000 employees there. And they actually do bring a lot down from Colleen, we reported. There was buses going back and forth to Colleen. That's in Bell County outside the typical five county Austin area, but, but right there on the edge. And as we talk about a growing mega region, that's a different discussion. But having to pull people in from Colleen, I think there are some workforce concerns or that it is top of mind for executives, as you mentioned. I think it's incredible. I think it's actually a really healthy sign that a company like Tesla already has 20,000 people. I mean, think about that. You know, they hired 20,000 people in a year to fill their manufacturing plant. And on top of that, you had Samsung hiring for workers and in, in their new Taylor facility. You have all these other expansions and growth. So like, I just feel like that's a healthy sign that we're producing these workers and work still needs to be put into it. And I think Tesla has been innovative in how they've gone out and, and done it. But overall, like, I just think like we're headed in the right direction. Good to hear. You obviously have a lot of connections on the manufacturing side. Talking about Opportunity Austin, you'll be starting in a couple of weeks, like October 23rd is the official start date, right? That's correct. Where are you looking to build connections? What are you spending your, your time? Who are you meeting with? Where are you focused right now? I already have some great connections in the manufacturing sector, obviously. So I'll probably be spending some more of my time and learning about other sectors in the city, uh, certainly with board members and investors and just really hearing firsthand what's important to them. One thing I've noticed is that there's some great people around this organization. You know, you look at the executive committee and the board of directors for Opportunity Austin. These are some of the pillars of the community, some fantastic leaders, and I'm really just looking to learn and hear from them. That will be the um, early time I'll be spending also getting to know staff and, and just learning the culture of, of the organization. But I really feel like the team is there and the community is around this in a way that is exciting to me. ATX Ahead, presented by Cascadia Capital, the investment bank of choice for business leaders, providing trusted financial advisory services to entrepreneurs, family business owners, and financial sponsors for more than 20 years. The business litigation law firm of Kane & Scarnulis PLLC, handling high-profile, high-stakes, and mission-critical matters for you and your business. Learn more at cstrial.com.
and by Trim Built Construction, building Austin since 1984. Visit us at trimbuilt.com or call 512-689-7881. Let's start the conversation about your project. We recently had our Austin San Antonio Growth Summit in San Marcos, exploring the corridor, the I-35 corridor between those two major cities. Saw you there. Thanks for coming. Yeah, great event. Thank you. And the panel of economic development experts up there included Gary Farmer, the Opportunity Austin chairman. And uh, he and the other panelists were talking about how, you know, site visits are continuing. They are still meeting companies, courting companies. Central Texas is open for business, et cetera but the decision-making might've slowed down. Obviously there are economic, macroeconomic concerns. Is that the sense that you get too, that the visits are happening, but companies might be a little hesitant to pull the trigger right now? Yeah, I think the overall message to people though, is that Austin and Central Texas is still a really resilient economy, certainly performing better than a lot of other places in the country. And that's something we should all feel good about. I do think that the volume of deals has slowed down a bit and Maybe that has something to do with the 313 agreements going away and waiting on the new 403 to get in place. But, you know, overall, I think there's a ton of momentum here. And I think your summit really highlighted some great areas of focus. You know, as these two regions do merge, where can we be working together? And there's a lot of shared interest. I think over the last legislative session, we saw some great collaboration around government affairs and lobbying that we were doing together, doubling down and focusing on infrastructure. It's going to benefit everybody. You know, we got to have more connectivity, transportation between Austin and San Antonio, whether that's planes, trains, or automobiles, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I'd say all of the above are going to be important. And connecting that with the workforce discussion we had, you know, the more connectivity there is between Austin and San Antonio, the more workforce there is for us to draw on. And I think that's going to be to everybody's advantage. So it's interesting times between these two regions. Right, right. That's the take from that panel was that infrastructure is is more critical than ever. And I know that Austin, San Antonio, these areas have grown tremendously, but there doesn't seem to be signs of any of that slowing down. So it's not, you know, some people might argue we, well, I've heard discussions about we missed the boat, but it's like, no, the best time to invest in infrastructure is 10 years ago. The second best time, you know, is today as opposed to (laughs) next year. Well, you know, there is a lot of investment happening. That's very true. $18 billion in mobility projects underway. I feel like, you know, we have tried to stay on top of this growth and the growth has just exceeded the work that's been able to be done. And uh, maybe right now is the time to catch up a little bit as some of the, the projects have slowed down. But, you know, I do feel like there is a concerted effort to address challenges. We just have to accelerate that. No, you're right. There's been a ton of investment. I mean, I take 183 home to Williamson County every day and uh, major highway construction has not stopped. That's right. Yeah, it's a little dusty out there right now. And I'm on that road frequently, too. But, you know, you think about the tollway between Burnett Road and the airport, you know, just what a uh, yeah. incredible right. connection piece that's been or how 130 is now kind of fulfilling its vision of being a major eastern transportation corridor. And you're seeing a lot of investment and development around the places where we've put new roads in. So uh, I think it's uh, a fortuitous sign, but also a reinforcement that we need to continue to make these investments and uh, grow the region. At the Growth Summit last week, we talked about the Austin and San Antonio regions growing into this metroplex. Many people already see it as an emerging metroplex, similar to DFW in some ways. What's your take on that? 
I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think every time I drive 35 between here and San Antonio, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of break in between the two areas. I think the two regions do have very distinct cultures, different business communities, but a lot of shared interest. And as we come together, you know, it's going to be really fascinating to see how we support each other. I'm a big supporter of San Antonio and connectivity between here and Austin. And uh, we'll just have to keep keep making it happen. Yeah, I mean, similar to DFW in a way that there's Fort Worth with a very distinct culture and business scene. They really play off each other. And I think that the growth in DFW is something that, you know, amazes people. And they and they start thinking about what that means for Austin area, Austin, San Antonio, and the business opportunities. But I would also challenge people to think about, okay, what did DFW get right? What did they get wrong? Where could we change that paradigm, that that mm-hmm. uh, growth, and try something for, you know, 2023 as opposed to 1990 when DFW is really growing so fast. Yeah, I remember um, Forbes, you know, recently wrote an article stating that they thought uh, DFW and Austin and maybe San Antonio included that in a region uh, would be one of the two largest metropolitan areas in the United States in the next 50 years. Did you see that? Yeah, and the sky, was that the one where they had like the skylines that looked like, you know, the Jetsons? (laughs) A little bit of a bold prediction maybe, but, um, you know, I think it is indicative of the trajectory that we're on. You know, it's just like uh, Central Texas, Texas is really exploding. And I think the future is really here. If you look at Austin, we are adding, you know, new businesses and technology drivers that are really uh, building this economy of the future. It goes back to our tech sector and our legacy here. I really just think that we're going to be at the forefront of this evolution that's happening in the United States, whether it be in manufacturing in the semiconductor space whether it be technology with AI or our internet tech community, or even look at the defense with Army Futures. So those are the things that I'm excited about. And I really think that we are at the beginning of something, Will. This isn't the end of a great era. This is the start of something special and uh, we all get to be a part of it, so. Excellent, well, we look forward to seeing what, what comes next. Thank you for your time today, Ed. Always good talking, man. And uh, congratulations to you too, as well, on your new opportunity and uh, looking forward to staying in touch. ATX Ahead, presented by the Austin Business Journal, exploring the future of Austin and the challenges we face. Brought to you by Cascadia Capital, the investment bank of choice for business leaders, the business litigation law firm of Kane and Scarnulis, and by Trimbuilt Construction, building Austin since 1984.